You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Small Biz Ahead, the small business podcast presented by The Hartford. This is John Adekonis, one of your co-hosts, joined here by Gene Marks, and a very special guest today, uh, Brock Blake, who is the president and CEO of Lendio two people who are really smart about financial programs, specifically the Paycheck Protection Program, and this guy here who's going to ask them a lot of questions to, to help get everyone up to speed. So, Gene Brock, uh, welcome, and, and thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure, Johnny and Gene. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Me too, John. Let's get into it. Awesome. All right. So maybe just for, for the viewers at home or listeners at home, PPP or the Paycheck Protection Program, it's a word, an acronym that we've heard a lot over the past year. But um, Brock, maybe you can just kind of level set us a little bit in, in what is that and when and why did it start? I think most businesses know what the Paycheck Protection Program is, but it's uh, we're, we're, we're grateful that uh, after months and months and months of uh, kind of back and forth with uh, Congress on politics, they finally passed the this stimulus package to help Main Street small businesses across America um, get access to much needed capital to keep their doors open and their lights on. And, and especially with all the restrictions and lockdowns that are in place that are kind of hurting them from generating revenue. Uh, it's the ability to be able to get access to two and a half times your alone, that is two and a half times your average monthly payroll. And as long as that, that, that capital is used to uh, cover payroll costs and other uh, expenses that uh, you are required to keep your business open, like rent and and utilities and and you know software that's required to run your business and other things like that. Um, that loan will be a hundred percent forgiven at some point down uh, down the road. So it's a it's a great option for businesses to be able to keep their doors open and and uh, keep their team members in, uh, employed. And John, if I can even just add something to what Brock is saying as well, it's absolutely right. It's two and a half times times your average monthly payroll. And because the PPP program um, is more targeted this time around, if you're in a specific industry like accommodation and food service, or even if you own an RV park uh, or a casino hotel, certain people beginning with the this, the industry code 7-2, they are entitled to three and a half times of your average monthly payroll. So it's a little extra money available for those industries that have been hardest hit. That's awesome. And yeah, I know that's a good point. And I think there's a couple other things that are different about this round too. So maybe as we kind of think through that, you know, to your point, like some of those different um, limits, Gene, Brock, are there other things we might want to think about compared to when this was first launched last spring um, that are different kind of in, in the chatter that we're hearing coming out of the holidays? You know, I think one of the pain points of last time that we saw, I, I know Gene talked about it a lot. We, it was an area we focused on at Lendio for sure was that lenders were prioritizing loans to the largest businesses. And, you know, you had large publicly traded companies taking $10 million loans and yet, and the smallest of small businesses were being deprioritized and, um, you know, banks weren't, uh, they were underserved and, and they were really at a disadvantage. And so, um, so much of the talk and, and, you know, our, our advocating um, between last round and this round was you need to prioritize the smaller businesses. Um, and you know what, I, to give them credit, I feel like they've done a few things that have um, really helped to make that happen. So number one, the maximum loan size is $2 million. Um, and last time it was $10 million. 
Number two, the maximum employee size is 300 employees versus last time it was 500 employees. Uh, number three, they are allowing one of the things that last time is that, that, that loans under $50,000 were, were um, they cost the same amount for a lender to underwrite as a large loan, but they, but they, the, the, the lenders were not able to process those smaller loans profitably. And I love that this time around, the, the Congress put in an incentive for lenders to target these loans less than $50,000 in size. So, you know, they prioritized a few things around these small business customers as far as giving them the first of the line instead of the back of the line. And, and I love those changes. And I think they really will help the, the smallest of small businesses during their time of need. I'm going to add a few things to, to what Brock said. Uh, obviously, again, everything he said right on the money as usual. But they're, what Congress is also doing is really trying to get money out to businesses that are located in low to moderate income areas. And um, at first, I was making the mistake of saying, well, this is minority-owned businesses. But no, that's not the case. It's, it's any business that's located in an area where you know, 50 to 80% of, the, of the, you know, the earnings that's made, the medium family income, if the median family income is less than 50 to 80% of sort of like the metropolitan area, it's considered to be a low to moderate income area. And um, if your business is located in that area, there's been these special set-asides. They put aside $15 billion for initial PPP loans and another $25 billion for a second round of loans. They're, they're, they're trying to get money out to small businesses. Those with less than 10 employees they can get money right away for up to $250,000. And then um, the stimulus bill also is, is targeting money like 15, almost $30 billion actually to community banks, small credit unions, to mission-based community lenders and uh, you know, minority depository institutions. So you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Brock, if, if Lendio is, it can assist you know, those businesses that are located in those areas, but um, there's, there's definitely a huge emphasis now on getting money out to, to to businesses that are in these you know more hard struck areas that weren't really participating as much as was hoped in the first two rounds of PPP. Yeah, great point, Gene. Um, you know, Lendio. To just make it clear, we're a marketplace. We're not yep. a lender ourselves, and yep. and so we have three hundred lenders on our platform, and and uh, a dozen or so of those are CDFIs that are able to help with that. You know, the underserved minority women owned in those target areas, um, and so yeah, we're already processing our applications to those lenders today and trying to help them uh, be at the front of the line instead of the back of the line. Yeah, I just got to say, you know, awesome. you know, if you're listening to this and you're a you're located in that area or a minority-owned business or whatever. I mean, you know, listen, it's, you know, Lendio is there. The platform is there for you to go. Um, but, you know, Brock is not going to be, you know, knocking on your door or, or calling you at home, you know? I mean, you got to you, you gotta step up and, and, and do the research yourself because the government is doing everything it can to target money to companies in these, in these areas but the business owners in these areas have also got to take responsibility for themselves and investigate what's right for them and reach out. And you'll find if you do reach out, there are a lot of potential resources for you to make it through this, you know, this pandemic and this unprecedented downturn. So back to you, John. <laughs> no, no, that's it's good conversation. And it's interesting because I think what we heard a lot, at least kind of in the news, right, was that the first round, it, it wasn't only that maybe the funds weren't designed 
in order to benefit the smallest of small businesses or those who might be in underserved markets. But there was also kind of an access issue. So, you know, Brock, I think what's what's really interesting to your point is like you guys are a, a marketplace, not a lender. So for someone who might not have an existing relationship with a lender, or maybe that they went through one before and they're trying to think about kind of a second drive if they're looking, like, do they need to go through one of the original lenders? Can they kind of switch and go through someone like a like a lend or marketplace to connect with someone new who might be able to better understand their unique needs? Yeah, so the borrower can go to, to any lender that they choose. They don't have to go back to the bar, the lender that they uh, they got their first draw from. Obviously, this is going to come across self-interested. And let me give it, uh, give it a reason. So uh, first of all, what we care about is business owners get their their the access to the capital. So if that's through their community bank, if that's through a lender you work with, then do it. Um, that, that That's what matters most. The reason why a marketplace is beneficial to the business owner is because we have so many lenders, what we are doing, the way we're prioritizing who we send the the, the, the borrowers to is we're looking at the lenders that have the best system, the best process, can process the fastest, the most loans, and the best customer experience. And if a lender is not able to do that, then we're going to prioritize another lender over them. So what you, it, that gives you, instead of going to a lender and, and kind of being stuck and 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 you can apply at multiple lenders, by the way. Um, and getting stuck, then and um, putting all your eggs in that basket, you know, as a marketplace, we take the application and then we we um, route you to the lender that is processing the the loans the fastest. Got it. And when we think about something like that, because the other thing is each lender would kind of have their own application. So as a small business owner, to your point, if we're thinking about, I want to go to my community bank and maybe someone else who I've had a loan with historically because they kind of know me, or, you know, there's a, a another center who might kind of be facilitating some of this, you should probably be prepared to fill out a couple applications. Is that correct? Or is it one, you know, kind of simplified application that the SBA has given out that kind of all these lenders are individually accepting? Yeah, that's a great question. It is one standardized application. Um, so you don't actually have to fill out multiple applications. We do all that on the back end. You And we've created technology to make it very easy. So you come in, you complete the application, you can upload uh, your, your ID, you can upload any payroll documentation, any tax returns. We actually create your financial statements on your behalf. And then we submit, you know, that information securely to the, to the lender. Um, it's just one time. And, and then, and, and we can submit it to multiple lenders um, to be able to, to give you the best chance of getting, getting the loan done. There's one other thing I, I also wanted to add in here, John, is that, um, and Brock, you can jump in. You know, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but there are provisions in this new stimulus bill where you can, if you have an existing loan, and when you got the loan, some of the rules changed because the rules did change a lot from when the, yep. the initial program was launched, you know, and you feel that you, you actually were entitled to more money on your existing loan um, based on the, the new rules, the new calculations. You can go back to your existing loan and, and actually request of your, your lender more money under that existing loan. And is it, Brock, is that, that, that's, is that correct? 100% correct. I'm glad you pointed that out. So you can, you can draw... To your point, you can draw like if you were a seasonal business, and there's a certain you know 12 weeks where your revenues are up, you know more dramatically than other times. Maybe the first time around, what you did is you just kind of took every month and and looked at it and kind of made them all the same, and so you just took your average monthly payroll across the entire year. 
to Gene's point, they, they tweaked the rules and they said, you can take those 12 weeks that, you know, are your highest, you know, payroll and use those as your, um, to calculate your average. And so your average loan size is, or your loan size is going to be higher because your average monthly payroll is going to be calculated during those, those weeks and you're, you're eligible for, for more capital. So that's, that's a great point. I think the other point that we missed that we, we, um, is that for those that are coming back for a second draw, it's not eligible for everyone. You have to be able to prove that your revenue has decreased at, at a minimum 25% reduction from Q1 2019 to Q1 2020 or, or Q3 2019 to 2020. Um, so there is that 25% uh, reduction in revenue criteria that you have to meet to be able to get access that that second draw. When we think about that too, you know, because I think we've we've heard a couple of things, right? Like Gene, we did a, a pretty in-depth conversation on some of the tax credits that are separate from the PPP. Yep. You know, a lot of changes here that are really kind of like aimed at getting those smallest of small businesses, which is I think great because definitely need the help the most right now. You know, kind of from a, a lending perspective, Brock, are, are there other things, you know, as you think about people who might be looking for financial help separate from PPP? Do you see lenders kind of offering their own loan programs right now that might be more for people who may be open during the pandemic and don't have a year-over-year decrease or any kind of like new rates or, or people who are looking to start a business or expand maybe because they kind of came up with an idea, you know, over the past 12 months? Like, have you seen any of that kind of in the marketplace trend? Yeah. So last time around, you know, everyone, the entire market, the rug was pulled out from under them. You know, we had pandemic hit. What happened was every lender in the in the country paused lending and really focused on paycheck protection program or basically sat on the sideline. And since then, even though the world isn't back to normal, the lenders have enough um, of this of a new reality to be they have months of data now that they can they can underwrite a, a traditional loan. So if you are one of those businesses that you know you still need capital and you don't meet the criteria for the paycheck protection program or you don't meet the 25% redu- reduction in revenue to get a second draw. Lenders are now back in business, so to speak, and, and offering traditional working capital, lines of credit, equipment loans, SBA loans. Um, and so, uh, you know, and specifically, you know, for us, last time we dedicated our entire team and our entire staff just to PPP. This time we actually have our, uh, our normal kind of quote unquote, normal marketplace of other lenders and other loan products still operating as well to help those customers uh, uh, through this this dark winter, even if they can't get the paycheck protection loan. John, if I can also add um, to what Brock is saying, Brock, you had mentioned um, like SBA lenders. So as part of the new stimulus, there's this like there's this amazing uh, you know forgiveness program, not even connected to PPP for people that get SBA loans. So if you if you work with a lender and you can find them on Lendio that are that that do SBA lending and you get a loan that's in either what's called a Section Seven A or a Five Hundred Four loan, those are the two major types of of SBA loans. If you already have those loans already existing, you can automatically get three months of your principal and interest just immediately forgiven, and you can even get an additional five months. So that's eight months in total. If you're in one of those hard-hit industries like restaurants and accommodations and leisure, so you know it's up to nine thousand dollars a month forgiven, but it's this huge benefit. And if you go to Lendio and if say you want financing, you go to Lendio, you you try to get matched 
with an SBA lender there for a new loan. Um, new SBA loans through September 20th, you will get a six months of forgiveness, principal and interest, up to 9000 a month on any new Section 7A or 504 loan, which is an enormous benefit. You don't have to, you have to have less than 500 employees, but you don't even have to be impacted by COVID. You just have to be yep. a business um, because the, the government wants to stimulate you know, the economy. You know, there will be a recovery. Um, and they want to make sure that, that businesses that even if they haven't been affected by COVID are in a position to take advantage. The other thing that the government is doing to really make that stimulus happen is uh, they are creating additional incentives for lenders to offer those loans. So two things, they, they're increasing the guarantee rate on the SBA product yes. um, to 90% guarantee. Um, which is very attractive for lenders to be able to offer that product. And then the other thing is they are increasing the loan size on the SBA uh, Express loan, which is the easiest loan to be able to get approved for as far as process and underwriting and, and so on. The, the, it used to be a max loan size on that SBA Express of 350, 350,000. They've increased that max loan size to a million dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so a lot of really great moves that they've done to be able to, um, you know, provide incentives for, for borrowers to get these loans. The Shuttered Venue Operator Program um, is a new grant program, and um, it affects any companies that are in, um, or any individuals actually, that are in the arts industry, basically. It's got pretty wide reaching. So it is a, um, if you're a theater owner, uh, you know, an operator, if you're a talent agent, if you're an actor, if you're a singer, and John, that doesn't include you singing in the shower, but if you're, you know, if you're, an, if you're an actual professional performer and you're in the, the arts industry, there's this new grant program that's available. Now, the grant program, um, I don't think, Brock, is, is something that Lendio is participating because it's not loans. Um, it's not right. administered through banks, right? It's just, it's through the, it's going to be through the SBA, my understanding is. $15 billion has been put aside, and you can apply for these grants as long as you spend it on payroll and operations um, for up to $15 million, uh, $10 million yep. initially, and then another $5 million uh, that you can also apply for. Um, and again, it's you know the only stipulation with that is that, of course, you have to be in the arts industry, and you also can't, um, you can't get a PPP loan if you're going to participate in this grants program. But if you are in the arts industry in any way, shape, or form, you should be, you know, uh, researching with the small business, the SBA.gov website and, um, you know, getting your application in for these grants. Yeah, those are direct with the SBA. Um, so we're not offering those uh, those grants at, at Lendio. But uh, to your point, um, if, if any of those live event spaces, theaters, performance venues, um, they should definitely be pursuing that because those are great. They're, I mean, it's a true grant um, and there's no... There's no cap uh, on uh, well up to fifteen million dollars. So I mean that's a right. that's a really large uh, loan or grant. Uh, so it's a good option for businesses in that category. Right, and for anybody here listening that's over the age of fifty, uh, Brock said that's a true grant, not Lou Grant. Just want to make sure that we're clear on that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you, guys. I think that, that was some great information. And I think, you know, kind of before we close it out, all, all of these programs, right, there's going to be some requirement of basic information from the business. 
So Gene, you're, you're in and out of financials all day. Same with you, Brock. Are there a couple of things that would just be good for business owners to start kind of having handy and at the ready? So if they're going to consider whether it's a grant through the SBA, you know, go to one of their traditional lenders to, to get one of these PPP loans or even kind of think about Lendio as a way to get hooked up with um, with a funding source, you know, besides tax returns, like they're kind of a quick hit list of things they might want to start getting ready and, and kind of have, have all set to go. For those small businesses, um, if you're if you're looking to apply, a couple things that will help make sure your your application goes through quite smoothly. Um, so first is ID identification front and back. So of of all the owners, um, so driver's license. We strongly encourage that that be color um, image, and you have you can take a picture of that. You can upload it on uh, to Lendio um, just part of your application. You're going to want to provide payroll documentation um, and the easiest documentation for us to validate and verify is usually a, um, a 940 or 941 944 this is a can be quarterly or annual payroll uh, documentation um, or a schedule c and anything kind of around tax returns that that will be very helpful in us kind of validating that the payroll numbers and doing the calculations off that. Then you're going to, if you're looking for a second draw, you've already got one, um, you're going to need to become prepared with financials. Um, so quarterly financials for Q or for 2019 and for 2020. And if you can input, we have the ability for you to input that into our system and we'll create a PDF financial statement on your behalf to just simplify it for that business owner. But if, if you don't, you know, you could provide a tax return you could provide bank statements, you could provide financial statements as well. Um, but those are the main uh, pieces of documentation. If you have all that, then that's going to accelerate your ability to get approved, get it processed, get it underwritten and uh, get the capital into your hands as quickly as possible. And I'm just going to add, you know, onto that. And I'm just speaking from the from the standpoint of a CPA. I know that the accounting profession and a lot of my colleagues have been working really, really hard to help small businesses and help their clients get through this. I know many CPAs, smart CPAs, aren't even charging for some of their services to help their their accountants, their, their clients, particularly the ones most in need, because they recognize the fact that if they help them through these times and, you know, and these companies, you know, then, you know, make it through and, and start to grow, they've got a, a friend and an accountant for life. So, you know, reach out to your local, local state CPA society, um, try and find a good accountant that can help you through this. You've got a business to run, uh, you know, you know, all of this documentation and things you need to do takes time and it can be a bit of a headache. So, you know, outsource that kind of stuff to somebody who is willing to help you. And then you focus on what you do best. Amen. Well, thank you all for, um, for your time today. I think this is great. Uh, we're, we just, you know, hope that these business owners can get this capital as quickly as possible and, and, uh, help, you know, cover payroll and, and get back on their feet. And, you know, as Gene always says, you know, this loan is, is, is helpful. The most important thing is being able to uh, get back to revenue driving, you know, having customers and things like that. that that's going to be most important. Uh, hopefully we, this will get you, you know, buy between now and the vaccine where, where that, uh, that can happen. So. Yeah. You're reading my columns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that as well. And, and, um, you know, look, I, I, I just add this much that, you know, John, that, that it is a, uh, it's tough times right now for a lot of people in the country, uh, but they will get better. And, and I know that when the recovery happens, it'll be strong. Navigate the best that you can. Let's get through this and uh, there will be brighter days ahead.
Yeah, I'm with you. Looking forward to, to that for sure. Thank you both for the wisdom and the insight. I think today's conversation was a valuable one and, and appreciate both of your time. So to all of you listening out there, thanks again for joining us for an episode of SBA, the Hartford Small Business Podcast. You know, we appreciate when you, you take the time out of your day to join us and, and stay posted for the next one. And if in the meantime, you want to learn more about some lending sources, feel free to check out Lendio. That's lendio.com, L-E-N-D-I-O.com. Um, as always, check out the blog. A lot of good information there from Gene on how to kind of grow and manage your business. And we'll, um, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great afternoon. 